Welcome to this episode of Pen to Paper Press Podcast. I'm Cindy Kochas. There is a backstory weaved into each book we write. To explore the creative process, I'm sitting down with authors, writers, editors, publishers, and an array of creative souls to have a conversation centered on how they develop their stories to completing their works of art. Each episode is an opportunity for us to explore mindsets, pearls of wisdom, and the experiences that began our journey as an author from the moment we put pen to paper. Stephanie Miller is a writing and spiritual growth coach, author, and speaker. Her coaching ministry focuses on helping individuals grow spiritually by recognizing that the creative process is also a spiritual process. Stephanie has authored and co-authored several books, including her book, The Butterfly Blueprint, How to Renew Your Mind and Grow Your Faith. It is a joy to have you join me here in the Pen to Paper Press podcast studio for a conversation centered on writing. Yes, thank you so much, Cindy. I am so honored to be here and so excited to talk with you and share my experience. Well, I am, you know, we had a pre interview uh, conversation a while back. And ever since then, it was just like, it was such a fun conversation. And you know, it's supposed to be a 15 minute conversation just to kind of get to know each other and ask questions and so forth. And, and if I remember right, I think we were like talking for a very long time. So (laughs) I'm truly looking forward to the flow of this conversation. Butterflies, butterflies signify growth and personal change for, for many individuals. And the first time I read the title to your book, the Butterfly Blueprint, I found myself wondering how your book explores the stages of a butterfly's life in comparison to, you know, like our personal growth. Yes, absolutely. That is such a great question. And that is the premise of the book from a spiritual growth standpoint. So we have kind of that egg, that potential, but it hasn't quite hatched yet. So from spiritual or even personal growth. So from the egg, you have this potential, but it's there, but it hasn't hatched, hasn't started yet. Um, Then you become that caterpillar. So I always think of the book and my daughter loves this book, The Hungry, Hungry Caterpillar, where (laughs) the caterpillar is just feasting on everything. And it's just, um, I liken it to kind of the perspective of the world, like what the world tells us. So the caterpillar is hungry, um, looking for things, trying to fill itself up to find that purpose and that fulfillment. Um, and then from also from the caterpillar, there is this idea of a limited perspective. Caterpillars cannot fly. Butterflies can. So I look at kind of the caterpillar stage as this limited perspective component that we only see what's in front of us. And it's not until we've undergone that cocoon and that metamorphosis and that transformation that we are able to really experience experience life and see it from a whole new perspective. Um, And then just to kind of keep on into the stages of the caterpillar to butterfly life cycle. Um, From the caterpillar, we're in that cocoon. 
man. Did I tell you this book released during 2020, during COVID? <laughs> <laughs> just, everyone was just, we were walking in a state of uncertainty. We were walking right. in a state of just hopelessness. And there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of hope. And we, many of us felt suffocated and isolated and we were in a cocoon and COVID quarantine or not, like many of us walk around every day feeling that same way, isolated, um, stuck, things like that. So there's really this idea of like entering this cocoon, this hard time, this pressing time, this suffocating time is so necessary for our own personal and spiritual growth and transformation. Because once we come out of the cocoon, we're the butterfly, where we have that whole new vantage point we can see. So really the whole book is about going from a caterpillar to a butterfly from a spiritual perspective, what that looks like practically, um, and also in just your everyday situations and relationships with others. So that is just, that's kind of like the summary of A to Z, where, where the book begins and where it ends. And just the whole tagline for the book is live transformed and what it means to live from that mindset of a butterfly. Because um, so many of us, really, whether we admit it or understand it or not, we tend to be the transformed butterfly, but still try to move as we are a caterpillar we're still acting as we are still our caterpillars. So it's really this idea that you are no longer a caterpillar. You are a transformed butterfly, given wings to fly, given your purpose, given just everything that you need in order to fulfill your full potential. Wow. And <laughs> there is so much in packed in that. <laughs> so when did, you know, when did you decide that I have to write this book. Yeah, so that is a whole nother story in and of itself. So <laughs> I um, I started this book and it had nothing to do with a butterfly. Nothing, okay. absolutely nothing. It was like a five keys to transformation and growth. No butterfly in it whatsoever. So started the book and um, I got a little bit stuck. I was hitting like a word count and I was stuck and it wasn't flowing well. Um, and then shortly after I found out I was pregnant. So then I realized that I was going to have a baby that year, but it wasn't going to be a book baby. It was going to be an actual baby. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I had this sense of calm and peace that when it was time to pick it back up, that God would let me know. And that I would have like the faith and the, the ability to be able to do that. So after I have the baby, you know, I take some time off. And then the following year, which would be the beginning of 2020, um, things just align and opportunities, you know, open up for me. And God just really reveals to me, okay, it's time to pick back up that book. So then when I picked up the book at that point, that's when this whole metaphor of the butterfly came to light. And I struggled with it too, because the name of my coaching ministry is Butterfly Beginnings. So I thought, well, that's way too obvious. Like, I'm, you know, that's way too obvious. Um, but the more I really pressed into it and the more I leaned to it, the more personal relevance and significance butterflies have in my life. Um, I knew it was just kind of like that kismet synchronicity connection that was happening. So the butterfly really was 
transformed in my book as it related to what these five keys of growth and transformation look like. Interesting that that was that the, the butterfly concept wasn't even a part of the original. And I love how when I, you know, it, it even happens when my my writing projects, but it's so interesting to hear so many authors say that, you know, this is where when I started writing the project, that this is where it was going to go. And in somewhere in, you know, whether it's the writing process, the editing process, or, you know, the pause, and then you reorganize. It's so interesting to see how the progression of the book takes a shift. It's like pivot or a plot twist, you know, um, what's the saying, if you don't like how things are going, yell plot twist and things are supposed to change. (laughs) Sometimes I'm not sure I'd want to yell that, but (laughs) Um, anyways, so I find it so interesting that that's exactly what happened with you was that you were looking for it to be one way and the finished project is completely different so then was this a book that did you just I guess where did the content come from is this from like from your coaching practice or is this like from your experiences or is it like a a fabric excuse me if I can say the word a fabric of both where it's all weaved in together yeah no absolutely so it actually is a combination of both I get very personal very transparent very vulnerable in my story um, and in the book content because Um, One of the things I firmly believe in is that our transformation emerges from our transparency. So as a result of that, that's how we grow and transform is when we stop trying to hide or pretend we're someone we're not, but really just come out fully and completely on who we are. Um, So the five keys, I think where I got the original idea of the five keys is I did give a couple talks around the five keys. So I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll just, you know, transfer that into a book and then away we go. Um, (laughs) But as we know, it didn't quite work like that. And Thankfully, it didn't. I mean, I think the way that the book is and the way that everything came up with the butterfly, it just, it makes so much more sense. Um, But from just personal experience of applying, you know, those five concepts that I still do mention in the book, um, but in a way that kind of shows what it means to kind of have that potential to what it means to be looking to the wrong things to satisfy and fill us. And then what it means to kind of prepare ourselves for the cocoon or like that hard time and then kind of come out transformed on the other side. So it really is a combination of those personal stories. Um, and yeah, I, I have, you know, friends, my husband's coworkers have bought the book and I'm like, oh man, like there's, there's some stuff in there, you know, and you forget about it. Um, but the other thing I often say is that the need for us to share our story is greater than the need for us to stay guarded. So I try to really live that out, that when I share my story, it's not about me. And I know that you and I relate to that 100%. Um, And so it really is just this idea, like it might feel uncomfortable and weird for me, 
But I try to also tell myself that the more uncomfortable and weird it feels to start sharing yourself, the more number one, it is needed by others. And the more number one, it is you're needed to do it so you can continue to grow. Very true. Because we do, when we're writing, and especially if it involves um, being vulnerable and, and sharing our life lessons and and those pearls of wisdom, you know, that we've learned along the way, it does bring a sense of vulnerability that it's like, ooh, do I, you know, do I, do I really want to share that? And yeah. so I'm sure when it came time for you to put it out there on the market and then find out like your husband's reading it, your, your neighbor is reading it, your, mm -hmm. your in-laws, your great aunt yeah. Martha, you know, <laughs> whoever. Um, and it's, and that happens a lot with those that are writing a memoir. So is this more mm -hmm. of a memoir than a like self-help type? How do you classify your book? Yeah, I would say it is more of a self-help type um, with just kind of these personal antidotes thrown in because I do provide kind of these steps, these action steps at the end of each chapter, as well as additional discussion questions. And then, of course, since it's faith-based, there's a ton of scripture references and everything like that. And feedback I've received is like, Stephanie, this is more like a study Bible. You should see everything I have highlighted in here. Like this is, this is crazy. So I would classify it more as like a self-help, but just using those examples and those experiences for my own life to say, Hey, you know, here I was at this point in my life. And then here I am now. So just looking at that to demonstrate that difference. So then this brings up the whole topic of the inner critic, because again, we're talking about that vulnerability and we have that voice, you know, it, it's, we have the two voices that, well, we have a half a dozen actually, <laughs> truth be told, but we have the two, the two strongest ones that are like, yeah, go for it, do it, do it, do it. You know, your story needs to be told. This is so important. Your words have power. Somebody needs to read your story but yet then you have on the other side of that pendulum you have that voice that's like going mm, what are you doing stephanie do you really want to share that mm -hmm. <laughs> so how do you get through well how did you get through that inner critic telling you do it and don't do it and and all of you know all those other juicy bits of information our inner critic loves to share with us Yes, absolutely. So, man, it's, it's challenging, you know, you can sit here and I talk to my clients too. And I say, you know, the more resistance and opposition you feel towards going through this and writing this and persevering and showing up to the page, the more that your story needs to be told and you need to write it down, um, which is helpful to hear but we don't always internalize it. So it's really, it's really kind of a slippery slope of, you know, listening to the inner critic, like hearing what she has to say, but not like judging those thoughts or allowing them to dictate your reactions and your responses. 
I think it might've been Brene Brown or someone that had talked about fear in your car with you, but not allowing fear even in the passenger seat or especially not in the driver's seat. Um, but just fear is kind of riding in the car with you. There's an acknowledgement, that understanding that those imposter feelings are going to come up and every writer struggles with them. Um, so reminding ourselves that everyone, like the famous authors, you know, we're talking all of the highly acclaimed, well-known authors struggle with imposter syndrome. So that's this idea, the more that you feel like you are not good enough, the more that you need to kind of like press through and persevere that. So, you know, when you're in the middle and I'm actually in the middle of trying to kind of muddle through this impostery, like uncomfortable muckiness right now, um, not necessarily book related, but more coaching related. And so this idea, like I can't see the other side, but I know that I'm just going to keep going and take one step after the other, after the other. Um, for me, writing is not about a specific outcome. Writing is about an obedience and a call um, that I am committing myself to. So then do you write on a regular schedule or is it, because you're, you're a mother of two young children. So are you writing when you can or are you writing on a schedule? So I currently write every day in kind of the morning, the morning pages, like Julia Cameron's um, book, The Artist's Way, kind of this journaling free write. I love doing it in the morning. Um, so I write my morning pages pretty um, consistently throughout every day. And then when it comes to actual writing, again, full transparency, I talk about it, I'm going to model it. I have not been as consistent in my own writing projects as I would like. I find, and actually interestingly enough, my morning pages this morning revealed this to me. Um, I find I'm more comfortable kind of in the background helping other people. And so this whole idea of stepping forward, and then of course, we're reminding ourselves now that vulnerability and nakedness component that writing these personal topics and experiences have you really relive. Um, you know, I've just been trying to fill it in with other things. So I really feel at this season and kind of heading into the next season as baby number three is coming um, in a couple of months, um, that it's really going to be about creating space and making room um, to allow myself to show up and just start writing. I mean, I think one of the things we tell ourselves is we need an outline and we need a formal outline and a structured outline before we can get going, before we start writing. Um, and really the idea is, is like you have what's on your heart and then you just start writing what's on your heart. So one of my goals, which clearly I'm letting all of your listeners hold me accountable for, is to incorporate more um, structured me writing um, for that for the next book because I know that I have that idea for the next book I have the title for the next book I just haven't been consistent on sitting down and hammering it out because I've been dealing with toddlers and pregnancy and you know all the above so real life distractions um, but as I think any writer probably can relate to there's this call and like this mag magnetizing ness, if you know, that'll be my word, magnetizing ness 
And that just draws you back to, to writing and draws you back to the message and the story that is on your heart. Um, so I feel like that really needs to be something that I sit down and I commit to. I like how you share that life, <laughs> life happens. And, and I'm, it's nice to know that you're honoring your motherhood, because that is a very, very important role uh, for you and your children. And of course, for for dad, too. Yeah. And you're also honoring your writing. And I, I have followed Julia Cameron for, oh, geez, I can't even tell you for how long, <laughs> for probably since the, the artist way came out because I have, I have, oh, geez, uh, quite a few of her books. And the one that really set a lot for me was the artist way at work. Because at that point, I was in a work environment that was, it was fulfilling, it was um, stressful, but I really adored the people I worked with. I had some good friendships out of there. And of course, I had a few that it was like, yeah, go away. But, <laughs> you know, it was like, that's work, though. Yeah. And anyways, so the morning pages getting back on topic is a great outlet because we can we can use that time to brain dump you know get our Absolutely. thoughts out plan our day organize whatever it is that we're, we need to organize but for me that's where I find where I write more of the ideas for the book yeah. um, because I have I have several that are I've been contributing to and uh and so forth I, I this isn't about me so I won't go in there <laughs> I won't fall down that rabbit hole I won't send myself head over heels down down that rabbit hole but anyways so I I appreciate and and I wanted to acknowledge that you know, congratulations on taking that time for yourself, because it's so easy when you have, you know, you have the household stuff, you have your personal stuff, you have the kids stuff, you have your husband's stuff, you have life happening all around you. And taking that personal time is so vital, because yeah. it's so easy to lose ourselves if we don't. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. I, um, I don't know how I, I don't know how I was before morning pages. I just know I can't imagine myself now without morning pages. It is like, it is my sanity. It is, it is everything <laughs> that I need. You know, it is a to-do list some days. It is a brain dump. It is, you know, emotional. It is kind of, it's all over the place, but it's so needed. Um, especially, when I start to transition into working on the next book and what that looks like and brainstorming because I need that logic brain to have its space so the creative brain can come in and really start, you know, doing what, what it needs to do. So yeah, I, I appreciate that. It was, um, 
I fought it because I wasn't sure what it was going to look like in my season of life, but I'm so glad that I persevered through it um, and just continue to persevere through it. You know, growth does not happen in our comfort zones <laughs> as much as we want it to. I would personally love to be able to be comfortable and can and grow. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm right there with you. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes. No. It just doesn't, you know, and I am going through the book now and I'm halfway through the book. And I really, I really just, I really see like another whole almost caterpillar to butterfly transformation coming out in my creative space and my creative way. So man, it's just idea that we've never really arrived and there's always growing and learning and developing that we can do um, professionally as writers and personally as people but they can't be separated. Like they are, they're merging and they're together. And, and that's the beauty of life. Honestly, I think we try to compartmentalize things and have them separate, but really, you know, I talk about creativity and writing as a spiritual process and, and it really is, it's tapping into another part of yourself on a whole nother level Um, and being comfortable navigating the uncomfortable, uh, which is a whole nother topic. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. And, <laughs> you know, and part of being in that state of uncomfortableness is that's when we get stuck. Yes. And that's when we sit there and we look at the, the blank screen or, or you know, the, the pen to the blank sheet of paper. And it's like something, do something. Come on, yeah. a word, just type a word, write a word. Come on. So. You know, is there something, you know, for some people, it's just journaling about something else or, or doodling or doing a different type of artwork. So for you, when you're in that process and, and you're in that stuckness and you're just like, come on, just give me a word. Whoops. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, I will see if I can edit that text message coming throughout. <laughs> um, so how do you find to be the easiest way to become unstuck and, and move through that muck and the yuck and the yick? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And I feel like there's so many layers to our stuckness. There's kind of the stuck creatively um, in terms of we just, you know, the idea that we thought we had is no longer flowing, like just a lack of flow. And I think at that point, it's perfectly acceptable and to take a break and step away from it. I'm not saying you need to have a baby and then come back and write your book like I did. (laughs) Um, But it's just to take a break and just allow the thoughts and ideas and the creativity to emerge itself without trying to force it. I would say that if it's a repeat occurrence, that something deeper might be going on, um, maybe emotionally or personally, or there's some kind of block or wall that you need to kind of lean into and press through. So for me, that looks like a lot of prayer. Um, that looks like a lot of journal writing um, and prompts. Um, I also work with kind of, okay, overall themes of what I desire and just a one or two word prompt and then just start writing anything and everything that I can um, on that. And knowing that that's just kind of 
one thing, one thought will lead to another, will lead to another, will lead to another. And it might not make total sense. And there might be some rabbit trails in there, um, but there will be some nuggets that are necessary with that particular topic or that particular area. Um, but I would say it's kind of like when you're trying to open up a locked door and the door is actually locked. So you can't really open the door if it's locked. But what you can do is you can step aside, take some time. I love the idea of stepping into something else creative, taking a walk in nature. If it's nice outside, if it's not nice outside and you love the rain, walk in the rain, you know, whatever you need to do, but just taking a step away from the, the pressure, you know, the computer, the pen, the paper, like all of that. Um, and then just allowing that insight and that creative inspiration to come itself. You know, for me, it happens in the shower, when I'm trying to go to bed, when I'm driving, um, doing laundry, you know, all of those things. But it's when you're not trying to force it, when you're not trying to really, you know, open up that door, but you just allow the door to be unlocked itself. So then you can start walking into the next thing. I like how you how you say that. Yes, <laughs> I like the analogy of a locked door <laughs> because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's for many people they consider it like a boulder in the road, mm -hmm. and you know they're trying to figure out how to walk around or get around the boulder. But like you said, if 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 it's there and you can't get that door to open and it's a door that you keep you know coming up against and you know that same door handle maybe maybe the paint of code on the door is different but it's the same door handle yeah. digging deeper and finding out okay what really is you know what is the root of this mm -hmm. so I like that you brought that up and and shared that because that is something that you know, yeah, we don't want to admit <laughs> that, oh, I'm here again. Oh, do I have to be here? Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> because there's something in there that needs to be acknowledged to, to be answered yeah. as such. And so I thank you for for that great analogy. I'll be using that instead of a boulder or um other things that <laughs> my creative mind comes rattling up to. So is there with with the writing and the editing and, and publishing and, and again you mentioned that you were working on another book right now, is there a process that it's like, oh, I can't wait to to do this part of you know the whole process of getting a book published what is that one thing that's like oh yes I, I'm doing it <laughs> yes um for me I don't want to market myself I don't want to put myself out there I just want to write I just want to write I don't even I don't even enjoy the self-editing maybe that's probably secondary but I I'm in terms of my favorite part, it's just that first initial draft. It's just getting it all out. You know, I encourage myself and I encourage my clients as well to just get it all out and don't self-edit as you are writing, especially that first draft. You know, 
I have people that work on these very structured formal outlines and that's, that's fine. I think outlines and a little bit of structure are helpful. Um, but I don't think that you want to stifle your creativity or the words that you are wanting to put out um, just because you think it doesn't fit necessarily. It might not fit in that particular area of your book or whatever you're working on in the writing, um, but that doesn't mean that it won't be a fit later. I will say also, it's kind of weird, but I also enjoyed the part where you get to the point where you think everything is terrible. And you want to just kind of like highlight like pages and pages and pages and delete. Because um, I found personally, as well as kind of in my clients' lives as well, that you, that's where the breakthrough is. It's like when we, like that imposter syndrome just starts hitting hard and you think everything is just terrible. And, it, you know, you don't even know what you were thinking, like don't delete it. Or if you're going to delete it, just start a blank document, but leave that other one there. Um, it's just, it's that idea that you have something good and then you can just start picking those nuggets and that content that will just draw everything together. So it's the writing and then drawing and combining everything. Um, that really just, it makes my heart sing. The publishing, the marketing, all of that, not so much, but the initial <laughs> writing of message from here on your heart, message from here in your mind, and just getting it out there. Um, it's writing is such a beautiful thing when you don't try to censor yourself as you're writing. Interesting that you're so when you're writing your first draft, you don't go back and, and look at it and, and kind of like, oh, maybe I need to rearrange this. You're just writing and, and you don't stop and look back at it until you're done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I mean, I feel like in terms of chapter content, I don't even really organize chapters until I have just kind of those prompts, you know, this idea like, oh, a chapter could be this, but I don't know if it's going to be in the beginning or the end or the middle um, and just write on that. Um, with the book, The Butterfly Blueprint, there was a little bit more structure because I had those five keys, but really those five keys, awareness, acceptance, authenticity, accountability, and action, those are all writing prompts in and of themselves. So I can write on what accountability is, what authenticity is. Um, and then from there, start drawing and pulling and connecting it to make more structured, organized sense. Okay. I, so then when you've got that first draft, that's when you sit down and you pull it apart as far as, okay, this is chapter, you know, this chapter goes up to the front. This one kind of sneaks back to the back half and, and so forth. So in, it sounds like in a way you use what I term a loose outline mm -hmm. where it's, it's there, but it's not strict. You give yeah. yourself that freedom to be flexible and if need be adjust. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise I feel like you can be really hard on yourself if you um, are not writing those qualifications that you think are meeting that particular chapter or the content. Um, and I also think that you could miss something 
I feel like this has happened to me where if I try to focus on writing too specifically, I'll have a great statement, but I think it doesn't fit. So then I'll just like highlight and delete it. But there was a reason that that came from my mind and then it was typed out on paper. So I always just go by the lines, whatever it needs to come out, comes out. You just show up, let it flow. And then you start kind of connecting and organizing. Kind of like what we said at the very beginning of the podcast, which is to, you know, give ourselves that room for quote unquote, the plot twist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, life throws us a bajillion plot twists a day. Let's be honest. And it doesn't do ourselves any good. You know, this is not what I planned. This is not what I had in mind. But you just have to kind of roll with it and go with it you know, because we only have so much control or we only have so much predictability in our lives. And I think the same thing goes for writing. You only know just this loose idea or this message in your head, but then nine times out of 10, it takes on a whole new spin and you just start to look at the writing project in a whole new way typically better than what your original idea is, but this idea of just kind of surrendering and letting go um, and letting it flow. And I know I keep saying that, but those two words rhyme. So we're just going to go with it. Surrender, (laughs) let go, let it flow. (laughs) I love it. That's great. Well, and you know, look at how different your book would be had you stuck with the original plan. It wouldn't have been a butterfly. You know, that wasn't even a consideration till you picked it up after, you know, the, the birth of your child. So, you know, it allowing it to metamorphose, I have a hard time with the word metamorphosize, kind of sort of said it, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it evolved, I'll word it that way. Yeah. Um, so then with the, You mentioned that the promoting and the marketing is not something you enjoy at all. Have you found a way for yourself to make it less of a daunting task? Because in in all of the conversations I've had on this podcast, I think there's really been one person who really enjoyed, fully enjoyed you know, like you could see it on their face that they enjoyed the promoting and the marketing. And it's because she's a, um, she's a PR person, you know, that's what her role is, you know, this is, this was like playtime for her. So (laughs) did you find any way to make it less of a daunting task for, you know, for you to market your book? Yeah, I think, I think that's a good point. I think, for me, I enjoy helping others. So I am an Enneagram too, if anyone's familiar with the Enneagram. So I am a helper and a nurturer. Um, so my book, the why behind my book is to help other people, you know? And so really I look at when I share the book, I'm not sharing, hey, look at me, look what I did, pat myself on the back. It really is about, there's a message in here that I think can help you. And I think you can benefit from. You need to realize that you are not alone in your struggles and your insecurities and your worries that you are feeling and experiencing. 
Um, you know, whether it's I've walked through what you've been through or, you know, I can relate on so many levels. Here's what helped me. Here's how you start to see a change in your perspective. So this idea, and again, full transparency, like I have that with my coaching business too. Like here, look at me, you know, coach with me, work with me, but it's really about, I have a solution to your problem. (laughs) There is a need that is being met for the pain and the wall that you are coming up against and that you are experiencing. So what really helps me in terms of marketing and promoting myself, it's, I know you're struggling with this. I see you're struggling with this. Like, here is something that that can help you. Here is something that can set you free from feeling the way that you feel, feeling the stuckness or, you know, the lack of clarity, consistency, or confidence for the writing, or even just a lack of purpose and meaning for the spiritual. So it's this idea of not looking at it that you're selling yourself, but you're selling the solution or a you know a remedy for for their problem and their need. You have thought well and hard about how to get yourself out there it is very clear that you didn't just like yeah I'm not going to do this and not do it you're like okay how can I you you've got that energizer rabbit energy that's like okay how am I going to get through this what do I need to do all right let's go yes so you're not it doesn't sound like you're somebody who holds yourself back too much. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm I'm a relatively goal-oriented person. So if I set my sights on something, I'll do it. And if I start feeling like the ickiness, resistance, you know, that we do sometimes, I'll just kind of like push through it, persevere through it. Um, and usually come out on the other side. It's just it's this idea of how you bring it up, how you start promoting yourself in your book and selling, selling yourself. And Nine times out of 10, people are like, I didn't know you were an author. I didn't know, you know, anything about that. And I said, well, I don't, you know, lead conversations with strangers. Hey, I'm Stephanie Miller. I'm an author. Nice to meet you. You know, it's kind of leading into, I want to hear their story. I want to get to know them um, before I start sharing a little bit about, you know, what, what the book can do and how it can help them. I had a new neighbor. We just moved here to where we are now about a year ago now. Um, had a new neighbor and her and I were talking and it was one of those impromptu, like we were actually at the pool, not now, obviously it was last summer, Um, (laughs) but it was just one of those like organic conversations. So look for ways to bring up the book or your message or what you do organically because you want to help the other person, not that you need to sell or promote or sell or promote. And there's a huge difference um, between trying to sell books just for numbers. Um, But I look at the success of my book based on the life transformation that occurs after reading it. Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great perspective to hold on to and, and to share is what is that end goal? It's not, what am I going to get out of it? What are you going to get out of it? I like that. I like that a lot. So is there a pearl of wisdom that you would share with somebody who is writing and 
you know, they're in that cocoon and, and it just doesn't feel like anything is coming together. And, you know, they're, it's, it's before, you know, that cocoon cracks open and, and the wings spread out. What would be a pearl of wisdom you would give to them? Yeah, I think, I think that's a good point. I think that we hit kind of that wall or have that cocoon multiple times in our lives. So I think the best way, instead of kind of leaning into it sometimes is to kind of pull back and lean out, if you will, and try to see it from a different vantage point. I would say, instead of trying to do that exact same thing that just doesn't seem to be working, AKA trying to you know elbow your way in a locked door, which is just really painful, um, to really kind of lean back and say, okay, why is this door locked? Why am I having problems? What emotions are coming up as I am trying to force this thing or trying to, you know, fumble my way through what have I done in the past? Um, and what might be some other ways or solutions to work around it? So for the writer that is coming up with this opposition or just struggling, I would say, take, take a break, do your journaling, do your brain dump, do your free writing, do it, do it, do it. (laughs) Uh, Let that logic brain, that self-censor, that critic just have its way in your morning pages. So then you can make sure that you are able to just have this release creatively. Once you give the logic brain, the one that's used to being your taskmaster, the time and the place and the space, then it usually will play nice with your creative brain and give your creative brain that time and the place and the space that it needs to be able to process through. Yes. (laughs) And you have a visitor. (laughs) Oh, and it's okay. So <laughs> she's just gonna grab. She's grabbing a snack. So. Oh, I and how nice that she asks first. So. <laughs> yeah. Me, I would have been like, mm, Bob's busy. Okay, I'm gonna go get my snack. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go get this whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, so where can people find you on the internet? Yes. So I have my website. It's butterflybeginnings.com. There's a hyphen. So it's butterfly-beginnings.com. I'm also active on Facebook and Instagram. And those usernames, handles, what have you, um, are Stephanie Miller Coach, um, which is one word. So I I'm passionate about helping other writers gain clarity, consistency, and confidence in their writing, especially at the beginning stages when they feel they have a message or a story to tell, and they're not sure what that looks like. They don't want to call themselves a writer. Um, That's kind of where I lean into helping build that confidence, clarity, and consistency. So I'm there sharing tips and resources and tools. Um, Also on the other component, with the spiritual growth, which is what the Butterfly Blueprint is about, talking about how we are not destined to be caterpillars, but we are destined to be butterflies and what it means to live transformed. Thank you. Thank you so very much for this conversation, Stephanie. I have truly, I learned so much 
from these podcast conversations and they always are so timely because there's so much of what you had shared that it was like, oh, I needed that. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you very much for your time. And it was good to see the little one in the background for all of yeah. few seconds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's my little mini me. <laughs> Oh, so thank you so much. And thank you. you are welcome. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my wonderful conversation with Stephanie Miller. In a way, I'm hoping the sound of rain hitting the roof comes through on the recording. It's one more metaphor to add to this conversation. Butterflies, rain, they can have a metaphoric expression of growth, personal growth. To learn more about Stephanie's book and her services, you can find a link to access her website at pentapaperpress.com backslash podcast and select the show notes page for this episode. When you follow the Pen to Paper Press podcast on your favorite application or leave a comment, you help to increase the rankings of this podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated. If you prefer to receive future episodes in your inbox, subscribe to the Pen to Paper Press newsletter. Take care and until next time, keep your pen to paper and write. Your words have power. Your story matters. Bye for now.